Good morning. Well, today is the first time I've had to do a podcast. I think since I've been back to work, which was a couple weeks ago. Those two months off were pretty eye-opening for me. I know a lot of you guys were out of work as well, but instead of focusing on the bad, at least for me, I focused on the good, and I began a ton of things that I just never have had time for before, but I always enjoyed. So I actually rearranged my work schedule to be able to still accommodate those new hobbies that I started. So I'm in my second week, I guess, and my clients are all coming back. We're getting in the swing of things, and I was kind of waiting to see how everybody did. While we all stopped our normal routines for the past couple months, I didn't know if I'd be dealing with a bunch of women who didn't do anything as far as exercise, or if they actually kept up some sort of routine. And I was really happy to see that almost all of them came back and they did something to keep their physical health in check, and that was awesome. Most of them. Although they did exercise, didn't keep up their healthy eating though. Now some did, I have to say, but in general, most of them have been eating things that they don't normally eat, myself included. One of my new hobbies, you know, I started was cooking, and I'm Italian, so almost everything I made was not in the healthy category at all. Homemade ravioli, homemade sauce, homemade bread. If it had flour as the main ingredient, I was on it. And I know better. I preach it all the time, but I just enjoyed the heck out of it. The only way I ended up the same weight as when we walked into this pandemic is I used one of the most important tools that I teach my girls every day: moderation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. You know, years ago when I was training people, I didn't even allow that word in my vocabulary. There was no moderation. It was a one-way street. You eat this many calories per day. You have your protein set at a certain level. You don't eat sugar. You only eat good carbs. You eat six times a day, and you never drink alcohol. And if you screw up and you do anything wrong, you have failed, and you must start again. We were striving to be perfect. And don't worry, I didn't just preach it. I tried to live it myself. It was ridiculous. And fortunately, with age comes wisdom. If you think for one minute that you can eat perfectly for a long period of time, you're wrong. And if you look like we did back then, you're always in a constant mode of failure. Trying to eat that way, trust me, that does not bring quality of life. Now, I'll admit, I did have a few clients who would maybe compete here and there, and they did have to follow a really strict diet plan for months at a time to diet down to like a competition weight. But I can promise you, they were not healthy, nor were they living their best life. They would miss birthday parties, they'd miss special events, Christmas dinners, and a ton of great things due to their diet. They'd carry around their own food in plastic containers and big coolers on the front seat of their car, and they'd eat only from what they packed. Now you better believe their bodies look good, but it wasn't a way to live. And for the mainstream of people, nobody really wants to live that lifestyle. Most women. Just want to lose weight and look good in their jeans. Now, let me say this just for the record: those girls who do compete to this day, that is some hard work, and I have the utmost respect for you. Really, I do. But the people that I train now, they just are at a certain age or a certain time in their life where they just want to feel good and look good in their clothes and be healthy. So that's who I'm talking to right now. Now, I think we put so much emphasis on body image. Weight loss, and what size clothes you're shopping for—that we forget the real, true reason 
that we want to drop those extra pounds. It's to be healthy. Having a healthy, strong body only shows its level of importance when we lose it. And if you've ever been stuck in bed for a few days, you know, nauseous, achy, running a fever, there is nothing you want more than to just feel better, to be able to get up and move around without feeling like crap. And if you've been injured and you've lost the use of a body part, there's nothing more than you want than to heal and to get back that body part into its prime form. Health is only appreciated when you lose it. Otherwise, most of us think, hey, I'm doing good. I'm fine. So I try to teach my clients a lifestyle because we know from experience that diets don't work long term. You got to enjoy what you eat on a daily basis or you're not going to do it for long. Now, there's a ton of healthy foods that I love to eat on a regular basis, but I don't know anyone, myself included, that can say they're never going to have a piece of cake or some fresh bread out of the oven or a margarita or anything unhealthy again. And why would you want to do that forever? So we know that becoming healthy in your body, you got to eat healthy foods. We know to become healthy in your mind, you have to allow a treat here and there. You want to not only maintain a healthy weight, but you want to enjoy life and all its special times, even those celebrated with your favorite foods. Moderation is the key. And that doesn't mean eat perfect until there's a birthday party and then allow yourself a small slice of cake. That's not healthy mind thinking. To train your mind to think healthy, you got to take food out of the equation and remember your real and true goal in life. And that's to feel good, to have strength, to age gracefully, to enjoy those moments and not put certain foods on a pedestal. They're just foods. Some supply you with nutrients and energy to perform at your best. And those are the ones you want to eat a lot of. And some are just taste good going down. Those you want to have in moderation. If I happen to be cooking or cook on a cooking spree one day and I'm making all kinds of not so good for you foods, first and foremost, I understand that I'm not preparing my last meal that I can have more of whatever it is I'm cooking anytime I want. So that takes that little pressure off my mind that says you got to eat it all and get it all gone today so you can't have any more. It allows myself to say, hey, I can have a small portion of whatever I'm eating, but the next meal I'm going to make healthy. Not because I'm worried that that one meal put me over the edge and now I went up four sizes in clothes, but because I know how I want to feel. And I know that although I may have ingested maybe too much sugar, maybe too much carbs or alcohol at that moment, I realize that now my body is in cleanup mode. And if I don't send down some help with nutrients and good food, it might get tired and quit on me. That means some sort of illness is going to kick in. It's a bigger why. You have to value your body and your health more than you love that lemon cake you just ate. Once in a while, it's fine. But if you eat it every day, illness will creep in. It's really super simple to understand. I think my clients have a hard time at first with this concept because we're all so used to following a specific diet plan. We wake up one day feeling fat and out of shape. So we tell ourselves, all right, that's it. I got to lose some weight. So the first thing our mind starts to go to is a million diet files in our mind. Well, should I do keto? Should I do a protein shake every day? Should I count calories? And if it doesn't have a name in our head, then it isn't a real diet. People will say to somebody who might have lost a, a lot of weight, wow, you lost weight. What diet did you do? And they want a name. They want to follow a plan. They want to say, well, they or they, I should say, they want to hear someone say, well, I did keto. I took away my carbs. Or I did Jenny Craig and I ate 
prepackaged foods or the million of other diets out there. Nobody wants to hear, well, I just cleaned up my eating and I hate, I ate healthy foods most of the time. You know, I cheated occasionally. I exercised most of the time. If you're to say that, you're going to get back a million questions. Well, what did you eat? How much of it? How many times a day? What exercise? How often did you cheat? And don't you dare say you didn't count calories and that you just ate healthy because that's just going to piss them off. They want numbers, figures, amounts, and details so they can follow a plan. When you're creating a healthy lifestyle, you got to figure out where you're at. And that's why I always make my clients know how many calories they're eating at first. And it's mainly just to teach them awareness. They have to understand that if their body requires about 1,500 calories, that means energy, a day to lose weight, then the wine they're drinking every night that they don't measure, so really it's three servings instead of one, is sucking up about 500 of those calories. Not to mention alcohol does a lot of negative things for weight loss. A drink here and there with friends, that's doable. Every night, not doable. So calorie counting does have its place in the beginning. And I do want them to count every morsel for a day or two. But for the rest of their life, absolutely not. It's just accountability. It's to see where you are and to make them aware. I think the problem with just trying to create a lifestyle and create lifestyle changes over time to bring you to the healthiest you can be is not in the top 10 lose weight plans because it's not fast. People love to see immediate results in everything. They want to lose five pounds in the first two days, or they don't think that particular diet works. Little do they know the faster it comes off, the faster it's coming back on. True weight loss should be slow and consistent and done as a lifestyle change. Nothing's off limits forever. Moderation's the key. Quick weight loss is not what you're looking for. Permanent weight loss is. Quality of life is. Happiness is. And if you don't think that a diet plan can do all of that, you're right. Only a lifestyle change can. And that starts with moderation. So my friends, the old saying, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's false. You can. You just got to have a small slice and you got to follow it with a few healthy things before you indulge again. It's not really all that complicated. Stop looking at food as the enemy and understand and acknowledge that foods that don't fuel your body properly, you have to consume less of and recognize the foods that do fuel your body and do do amazing things inside you got to eat more of them. Once true health starts to kick in, you'll actually crave those good things. And those bad things, they won't seem so appealing anymore. I promise it's true. It just takes time and consistency and, of course, moderation. So I'm off to lunch right now. Today, I'm making a large salad with spring mix, some slices, some fresh turkey breast, a few hunks of a really good hard cheese, some organic olive oil, and a fantastic balsamic vinegar that I purchased at a specialty store. And I'm pretty darn excited about it. I really am. I'll love and enjoy every bite of that. And I have planned my dinner. It's garlic chicken and brown rice with a side of fresh asparagus. I might put that in my air fryer. That's another meal I love and I'm looking forward to. And all of it will fuel my body. And that's a great thing. Because sooner or later, I know that great Italian dish is going to be in front of my face or that extra large cheese pizza my husband's going to bring home. And I'm going to be able to have a little. It's not every day. It's every so often. And that's balance. That's a lifestyle. So until next time, my friends.